This is a podcast from meow.net. M-I-A-A-W dot net. Meow! Welcome to Genuine Inquiry, a monthly series of audio essays, each of which interrogates a topic close to our hearts. Hello, my name's Owen Kelly, and I'm here today with Andrew Griff Patterson, a long-time member, if not a founding member, of Pixlake in Helsinki. We've talked about Pixlake's 20th anniversary in January when I talked with Irina Mutt, and we listened to a podcast by Antti Ahanen. Today, I'm going to talk to Andrew about a couple of things. I'm going to talk to him about the Wikimedians in Residence project that has just been published. It lasted a year and it's just been published now. And then I'm going to talk to him about ICEA, because Andrew's going to ICEA to give a talk about the history of Pixelake. And we'll get a different perspective of Pixelake from Andrew on the basis of that than we did from Irina. Okay, so let's begin then, Andrew, by I'll just say, who are you? And you'll answer. Yeah. Thanks for the introduction. It's very nice to finally sit down and talk to you because we, we have had this plan for a while. Uh, I describe myself as an artist organiser, which uh, is a sort of hyphen in between these two terms because sometimes I like to be an artist who does organising work and sometimes I like to do double round where I'm an organiser who likes to work with artists. And at the same time, this helps avoid the curator label and it also blurs with the cultural producer uh, role which I often take in Helsinki and other places and then I'm also an independent researcher but I have been doing now for almost coincidentally 20 years well actually exactly so uh, my uh, doctoral candidacy at First Media Lab at University of Art and Design Helsinki but now it's Department of Art and Media at Aalto University and uh, I suppose in in this long play thesis work, uh, I have been interested in the different roles that I just described as an artist. And one of the ones, uh, beyond being a, an artist as a researcher or an artist as an activist, has been one which is artist as an archivist. And I suppose this also frames our, our conversation today and also the the work that I've been doing in the last few years uh, with Pixelake Helsinki, which has been, as you say, a festival going on for 20 years. But the first festival was in 2002, when I moved to Helsinki at the end of 2002, when to start the doctoral studies. Uh, I attended the first, uh, for me, the first festival in the spring of 2003. And then later in that year, in the, in the autumn, I was invited to organized something for the festival in 2004. And since then, I've been involved more or less, often more. Okay, well, during that period, Pixlake has quite obviously changed dramatically several times, and its interests have changed. Originally, it was uh, an organisation that grew out of a festival, and that festival originally was organised around VJing, if I read and experimental interfaces, uh, hi-fi, lo-fi, do-it-yourself, uh, hacker culture. And many of the persons who started the festival in 2002 
came from the Finnish demo scene, which was a which was a cultural movement, might argue a youth movement, which uh, was involving a lot of people working with computers, experimenting with programming and coding for audiovisual results, and in some ways a competition, but it was very much a community of thousands of people in Finland, and they gathered, I would say, almost every year uh, in the 90s, and then uh, as some of those persons grew older, they looked for other platforms and spaces to present their experiments and also interface with other movements and culture. So you might you might see the BJ scene came out of this sort of gathering of the demo scene mm-hmm. and several of the people who have been and are now prominent VJs doing live audiovisual performance cut their teeth in the demo scene. Right. Uh, may, may I say also before mm-hmm. you add in the word that Pixel Lake Festival began with the name Pixely Aku and was described af- in, the, in the second year already as a festival of electronic arts and subcultures. So actually this beginnings of the festival in the early years and certainly the, the version that I met first time did focus a lot on VJ culture. Uh, it, it overlapped with some of the student and uh, let's say uh, off space professional work of the, uh, the, the dot com uh, boom and bust. And uh, many of the persons who maybe have had a professional media uh, designer job saw the festival as a space to present their creative projects on the site. So there was this mix of cultures uh, already at that time. Right. Now, one of the things I w- wanted to talk to you about today was the Wikimedians in Residence project, which, as I said at the start, has just been published after a year's work. And this is an interesting project that begins from, if I understand it, trying to find answers to the question, why did Pixlake start a Wikimedia page in 2005 that has more or less remained updated, unupdated since 2007? Hmm. It's like a mystery type of question. Yes. Uh, it, it's maybe a way that I helped to frame this process uh, in communications. And when if you read the, the press release that came out uh, last week on 21st of April, uh, from on Pixelix's uh, blog, then then you would read it like this. Uh, but actually, the the process was initiated by Z Blase, who is a, a Croatian queer activist who has been involved in the Wikimedia scene and context for the last uh, five years or so, but uh, comes from the same type of critical network culture media art centre context that Pixlake comes from. In fact, I remember meeting uh, Z first time in 2003 in Helsinki when there was a gathering of artists, hackers, coders, developers, uh, producers in the context of the the RAM reapproaching media uh, workshop series, which really brought together the Nordic-Baltic context, but also the Eastern European context of uh, artists and activists, producers, as I suggest, who were interested in the meeting of participatory network culture and media arts practices or or, uh, web practices. So Z at that time was involved with an organization called MAMA, Media Art Institute in Zagreb, 
And they actually were very important in the Eastern European media art center scene uh, because they had already at that time developed their own wiki platform, which was called PamTam. And we're using that to help support a subcultural organization of different communities in the Balkan context, in particular Croatia, but, but other surrounding environments. And, and so like the idea of self-organized culture and do-it-yourself culture, certainly like in-house uh, platform development of tools to help facilitate exchange and conversation and uh, gathering of cultural scenes. This was something that Z already back in 2003 brought to Helsinki. And we had kept in touch over the years and uh, we had reacquainted ourselves maybe like 2017 uh, via another organization in Belgium. And and at that point, as he was already saying, uh, gosh, what happens <laughs> between those times? All that ambition of those early 2000s. And uh, what do we have now? How is the commoning movement? Are we still involved in, in the commoning or the commons as, uh, as uh, cultural producers? Uh, the ambitions of equipotential uh, participation in online platforms or uh, spaces where you can exchange media or uh, uh, information or organize events. This has somehow in our mid-2010s been a rather contested space. And of course, the social media environment is totally different from those early 2000s. So as Ziblas at that time came to me and said, oh, you're organizing Pixelic Festival 2021. That year I was co-director uh, of the Burn Festival theme and uh, said, I would like to present this topic because I've been involved recently in Wikimedia. Uh, I believe that this is an interesting context to, to get involved in because you might argue that small cultural organizations like theirs in Zagreb or like ours in Helsinki, are rather unrepresented online in the Wikimedia environment. Even though uh, you might say in the 2000s, there was a lot of promotion of Creative Commons, uh, open source software and hardware and open source culture in general. But where has it gone, this energy? Mm -hmm. And what's happened as a result? And and so Z wanted to create a, a space, uh, a in the Pixel Lake environment as a prominent festival in Northern European or maybe even European scene to think, okay, what happened here? It's a, it was an interesting case because uh, they could see that one of the early Wikimedians in Europe came to Helsinki to present Wikipedia and Wikimedia Foundation uh, in 2005. This is Florence uh, Devoir, who's, who became one of the persons who were invited as a Wikimedian in residence. Now, it's maybe not obvious to, to listeners or even to yourself that Wikimedians in Residence is a sort of format that Wikimedia Foundation promotes to encourage someone who has uh, the skills, the, the knowledge, understanding of how the Wikimedia environment or universe, as they sometimes call it, works, and how uh, maybe to, as an interface to an organization or institution, a way to integrate or, or, or meet these sort of uh, cultures, whether it be the, the institution or organization and then the Wikimedian one. 
So how how does one get a Wikimedian in residence? Well, that's a very good question. So uh, what I learned, uh, and this is what uh, Ziblasi told me, was that there was a, a scheme, actually, a, a sort of funding program uh, run by the Wikimedia Foundation to uh, get the sort of uh, operation grants or project grants. In, in our case, we applied for a, a rapid grant, which meant that you could apply for $5,000 with just a project proposal. And uh, if you wanted a bigger project, then you would maybe get involved in bigger accounting processes. But a, a simple project, you could get $5,000 quite quick. That's the whole point of the rapidness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and that can help at least because of the conditions of the funding uh, help you engage with the Wikimedia case or the Wikimedia environment. Uh, you might say that, uh, and this is what you might hear if you listen to the conversation with uh, that I had with Florence Devoir, one of the podcasts out of three, was that uh, uh, there are models of developing uh, Wikimedia profiles for organizations there are ways of working together with the Wikimedia environment because, let's face it, it's actually not straightforward, easy to walk in uh, authoring space. Uh, but there are ways to do that, and Wikimedians in residence is one quite clear model. So, does Pixelake now have an improved Wikipedia page? Aha. Well, let me say that no, we don't. <laughs> uh, because we didn't. We didn't propose uh, to get funding to improve our pages. In fact, you might actually find that difficult to get funding for directly. But what we proposed was to create a discursive environment and a pedagogical space for us to learn about how you might do that. And so we invited in several Wikimedians who were known either as communicators or even podcasters who communicate about Wikimedia practices so that we could learn from how they do things and then think about how we might later apply that. Now, to answer your question directly, the fact that we've made this project now, we have published now three podcasts, Pixelake is well known now for having an underdeveloped Wikipedia page. So there's a possibility that it might develop from now on. Okay, so currently we have a gimmick of having a outdated <laughs> Wikipedia page. And we're hoping that the knowledge that we've gained from this process will encourage somebody in Pixel Lake to improve the Wikipedia page. And we now ho know how this might be done. Am I close? Correct, yes. But there's also other things we learned, which is there are strategies, of course, to develop it yourself. And it might be that one of the problems of the cultural scene in general is this, uh, and, and we're now, and I speak specifically about Wikipedia, that, well, everyone would like to have a better presence in Wikipedia, obviously, because in the time of 20 years, it's become the for almost the first sort of index page to learn about anything mm -hmm. online, right? At least one you can sort of trust. And, and so the debates about its uh, objectivity has gone, arguably, because there's been such a developed culture of editing the pages. In fact, you might know it's quite difficult to edit pages mm -hmm. and have those changes uh, maintained uh, because there's a whole culture of editorial uh, practice there. 
and as it's meant to be an objective knowledge base, uh, there is an issue that, what can I say? Well, if you're going to write about your own organization, how, how objective can you be, right? One of the main uh, ways to do that is, of course, find good references beyond your own to back up. Right. So, so to improve Pixelake's page, we would need to find external references to Pixelake to produce a credible bibliography, which would then be the foundation upon which the author of the page could make statements which were more than personal opinions. Correct. I suppose also you might argue that uh, one of the issues around the development of Wikipedia pages for any small cultural organization or artist is finding someone other than yourself maybe who'd be willing to do that work uh, so that you're not accused of writing a biased report or referencing your own references that you maybe wrote yourself, which is probably the case quite often in small uh, cultural organizations. Like who's written most about Pixelic over the years? I suppose I have. Right, and that—that's the problem. That it would be difficult for someone like me, who might know that history, might be able to write that history, or overview, to to write it because actually maybe I've already done that written work. But this then raises an interesting and often hidden question about the nature of Wikipedia, because that means that there is an inherent bias towards the large scale and the already perceived as successful. Right. So not just Pixelake, but any community-based activity, any community art-based activity, any subculture that is, broadly speaking, hidden from the mainstream, mm. will almost certainly fall foul of the fact that it doesn't have, for the very reasons that I've just said, it doesn't have large-scale external references. Yeah. That's correct. I think the other two podcasts that were published, the one between Rebecca O'Neill and Tony Sand, and then the other one between Nikki uh, Zoyner and Enzi Blasse, are both like smaller case bases for exploring one case about music, the other about uh, cultural organizations. And, and like uh, the three of the podcasts, they, they do give pointers about how to address this problem. And I think also from my own experience and conversation uh, about this matter in the project, uh, I learned also maybe we should be finding socialized and communal practices such as wiki sprints to help develop each other's profiles on those spaces. The burden of responsibility is on the individual organization or person, but maybe we should be sort of raising all of ourselves up uh, collectively and doing that as a social practice rather than one which we take somehow uh, well I mean you can't you cannot be uh, sort of hands off if you actually know most about the organization because as you say hmm. small organizations might be the best source of knowledge for that that overview but uh, maybe uh, our peers are too and that maybe as peers we can help each other develop the pages and representations in the Wikimedia universe together. This is where what you've referred to as archiving in the past starts to assume a, a 
an importance wider than the term archiving probably implies to many people listening to this. Mm. Because archiving is often seen as a way of bundling things up so that they're not forgotten, which is a useful and and sometimes very important task. But what you're suggesting here is, is more a way of making the process of spreading knowledge about our work itself part of a community-based work. Yeah, I think of it like a sort of community heritage, that our community are responsible for for developing and sharing the, the memory of their lives together as, let's say, cultural workers in our case, but then if it was a wider community, a scene. And uh, that is communal work and part of commoning and making accessible. You could argue that associations like ours, which tried to promote at least uh, open source uh, practices or uh, horizontal democratic practices, at least in theory, it's difficult in practice, uh, at least in, the- in theory, that one of the practices we can develop is also to take common responsibility for the memory that we have and not just dump it on one or two historians or art critics or curators or museums at some point in the future. Yeah, that raises a lot of interesting points. I was recently at ICAF in Rotterdam. What is ICAF? The International Community Arts Festival. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of academics there talking about... uh, talking about community practice, community-based arts practice in academic terms. And one of the points which I think made them interesting for many of the practitioners was precisely that they were locating my work, your work, our work inside an academic discourse Mm. and therefore giving us credits that we wouldn't necessarily get, making us seem important to ourselves and our, our fellow practitioners. But it seems to me a much better way forward than that would be to do, as you said, to take responsibility in common for making a platform or a platforms where we can make our work known to a wider group of people and have it authorised by peer review rather than by academic oversight. I think, I think it's another strategy because you might argue... And this is an argument that's been made in the last few years through the Finnish Media Arts Organization Network. Uh, there, there is at the moment ongoing in Finland a rather large scale sort of media art history project called Mehi, uh, which is trying to ex- uh, develop and create a sort of 100 year history of media arts in Finland. Uh, and it's done by a particular generation of uh, media arts, artists, producers, uh, curators, etc., uh, who, who, who are at the moment, obviously, the generation above myself, but, but still, anyway, it's sort of legacy work, right? And it, it's because there hasn't been that work done in the past, arguably, to pull together many decades of media arts practice in Finland. Mm-hmm. But it's also a time when... Uh, uh, people reflect upon at a certain age what's the legacy of your work and and the legacy of this current generation is the network cultural era the 90s and 2000s uh, and 2010s and this is a time when of course the media arts practices have, have sped up the technologies have sped up 
or been more uh, uh, proliferated in society. And uh, what started maybe as visit video arts is now something that the average teenager is doing uh, every day, maybe hours and hours. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so it's been popularized and mainstreamed in a way which is extraordinary. Uh, and people don't understand this sort of uh, the long history of that, uh, those practices. It's great that it's democratized, but people have increased. It's difficult to get access to that history. In fact, the whole one of the major aims of the Mehi project, not just to create a sort of uh, historical perspective and maybe an anthology of perspectives, but to create even a metadata database so that curators and, and museum workers can know where to find things in the future. Because much of what we did 10 years ago even is not even online, never mind 20 or 30 years ago. And so there's there's a very quick sort of uh, uh, data rot or heritage loss happening that's important to, to, to gather together now while people are still active or sensible and etc. Right? And that's that, is a collective work and a community work. Also, we've always had a political, cultural political thrust to our work. And that indicates a need to c connect with people now. Not It's it's fine. I'm entirely in favour of heritage being collected. And I'm entirely in favour of narratives being drawn together from the recent past. But also, we, we should be... One of the advantages, for example, of something like Wikipedia is you can look up things now, things that are happening now. Yeah. And that's where I think we need to get peer reviews, so what you were talking about earlier, mm. some sort of peer review process where we can start to put up public information. And Wikipedia, as you said, is the kind of become the index of the web. So... In Wikipedia, we ought to be able to put up things that are happening now, or we ought to able we ought to find a way of putting up things, organisations, events, people that are contemporary, so that we can start forming links now. Yeah, I mean there there is if if you think about cultural practices, there's a lot of subcultural practices represented in Wiki Wikipedia. As a as an encyclopedia entry, there's a lot of other uh, uh, knowledge and information in other Wikimedia projects, whether it be the Wikiversity or uh, even Wikidata has a lot of information at, at the sort of just data level of objects in a database uh, related to a, a huge amount of different practices. The point is, just we have a particular one, and that particular one maybe hasn't been focused on as much. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very easy to write general sort of pages around uh, around subjects. Like I think I think if you looked online in Finnish, you'd probably find an okay overview of of media art practices in Finland in Finnish on Wikipedia. Whether you would find uh, you'd probably find a version in English. Let's just I'm now speculating. Okay, there maybe is, maybe not. But the point is that. An organization like ours, which is 20 years long, the longest running media arts festival in Finland, the joint equal longest running in the Nordic region, in the in a particular domain of, of cultural practice, which gets public funding, 
our representation is poor. And this is, this is an interesting thing, right? Like, uh, is it because, well, I, I can tell you it's there because we, the festival uh, direction team at that time, Juha Huskonen and uh, Petri Levenen, invited uh, Florence Devoir to come in 2000, end of 2004, to come and, th- and speak in spring 2005. And that was actually, it turned out, only our second presentation in public about Wikimedia Praxis. And, and uh, Devoir was uh, one of the leading persons to set up the Francophone Wikipedia. So it was a very significant contribution at that time. Uh, but you might say that the community of Wikimedia and all the very bran- the branches that developed from that over 20 years have moved on to other things because there's so many other subjects to cover. And it's just that within our scene of media arts in Finland, or even just media practices, art and design, uh, curation, whatever, there's not been someone thinking, mm, we should keep up this story here because this is going to be useful in the longer term. And you might say that actually just uh, this could be a criticism in general for our scene, that we haven't thought about self-historicizing or as I argue in, in the presentation coming soon, and I see this third summit for media arts archiving, like we haven't been thinking about auto-archiving our activity. It's not been part and parcel of our yearly cultural production. I mean, all it would take is a day every year to get together and think, okay, how are we going to update what we've got there? That's just not part of our reporting. And, and we are doing our reporting mostly for the benefit of our funders rather than uh, for the general scene. Correct. And that's that was my point. I, I'm not for a moment suggesting that we should be supplicants to the people in Wikimedia or Wikipedia asking them to come and write us up. I think the, res- the responsibility is very much ours. Mm. And I take your point precisely that it's it's a part of our cultural work that we have not focused enough on, that we have not focused enough on something that would actually enable us to build bridges, Mm. bridges that we really need to build, both with other community organisations, with people in the commons movement, and also with people who might want to give us funding. Yeah, I mean... Because, Because precisely if somebody who didn't know about a small cultural group Pixlake, for example, and was thinking about whether or not they should consider them for funding, one of the first things they might do in 2023 is look in Wikipedia. Mm. And then they see an entry that's from 2005, and moribund is a word that might spring to mind, (laughs) unfairly, because it doesn't reflect Pixlake's practice. It just reflects the fact that Pixlake has failed to spot as a group the importance of maintaining a Wikipedia page. Having got one, arguably failing to maintain it is worse than not having having had one in the first place. Correct. I mean, uh, there, there is, of course, this, th- this is following a trend of uh, visibility in the Finnish scene. So you might argue as a festival which started in a rather subcultural way, very quickly gained a very prominent venue Kiasma Theatre, and used this venue for uh, annually for eight years, 
until 2010. And during that time, the cultural capital and institutional capital of the festival grew to the point where the organization gained public activity funds from first uh, Ministry of, of uh, Education and Culture, Opetus Ministry, and then later uh, Taiki, the equivalent of a sort of arts council of Finland, and has had an operational grant now for hmm, 12 years. And we cannot count that we will have this forever. That's one thing. But the visibility of ourselves in in the Finnish scene is in relation to that. Mm. And and uh, it may be that in two, 2000s, presenting yourself in, in the Museum of Contemporary Arts theater space for live audiovisual performance was the thing to do at that time to main, keep a visibility for subcultural practices such as VJing. But you might find that in the 2020s, actually it's our presence in, in commons-orientated platforms uh, because of public funds, such as Wikipedia. And that's something that maybe that's the venue in our contemporary age, if not the press, which is another matter. But anyway, if we are promoting open source culture or commoning or even uh, cultural access for as broad a range of people as possible, then you might argue that, that Wikipedia is that public venue that we uh, want to be presenting ourselves in. Well, I, th- I would think I would argue that. I, I would argue at the very least that it's one of the most important public venues to place ourselves in if we want to be seen and if we want to be observed as something that is available for alliances to be formed with, for contacts to be made with, for approaches to be considered, etc. Mm. I think without without being without being visible, I think it's not surprising we're not noticed yeah. to the extent that we're not noticed. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember you have been involved in Pixelake for about 12 years now, mm. more or less active, more or less active. And, and like over that time, uh, certainly that's the whole time that we have had public funding. So that's, that's anyway the experience, you know, before that, there was more project oriented. Uh, you got, you didn't know if you would get the funding or not. And so it was very much a, uh, last minute sort of show was put forward as a festival because only late did you know what money you had to do what. Uh, but even with this activity grant of knowing every year you're going to have some money, uh, you may remember that that a few of us, at least in the membership, have been arguing that we really need to spend time archiving. And we have tried with several attempts to get that energy together to do that type of work. And either we don't get the money for doing that particular type of practice or uh, we do something and then it's hard to maintain. So it becomes a sort of flash in the pan practice. Mm. Let's try to tag all our photos and we do it twice and then we're like, no, it's not going to be helpful. Or let's uh, try to uh, gather stories about people who've been involved over the years. We try to do that. Oh no, it's so hard. So it's almost as if the new, the the sort of annual practice of the new, which we have to do, uh, is always promoting new things. And it's hard to say, okay, maybe uh, 5% of our budget every year should go to archiving and someone needs to do it, whether it's you or you or you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's true. It's just not part of our operation mode. Mm. And, and uh, just as much as, 
the renewal of what it is we are doing every year, which becomes a sort of festival-oriented consideration uh, of what we are bringing forward from the past and into public space again online is also not necessarily considered well enough. Well, I'm going to put links to the podcasts with the Wikimedians in residence onto the show notes for this podcast. And as you say, they contain practical tips for trying to place small cultural organisations into Wikipedia. And I think one of the things I'd finish by saying is that I think there is a difference in the passerby's imagination between archiving and being on Wikipedia. And I think that when I say passerby, I mean, I'm just referring generically to anybody who's not deeply involved in this already. Mm. And that would include many members of Pixlake who Mm. have come in the last few years and may leave in the next few years and in that sense pass by. I think archiving tends, sadly, to start giving the impression of librarianship, books in basements, meta tags on on photos stored on hard drives, etc. Mm. The question, how what are we going to put this year on our Wikipedia page or what needs updating on our Wikipedia page? seems to me much more present and future-oriented as an activity and one which might attract people in Pixlake, but I also generalise now, in other small community-based, commons-based cultural organisations where archiving sounds like raking over the past to make it more presentable for future historians and keeping the Wikipedia page up to date sounds more like an activity that might have beneficial consequences next month or in three months' time. Yeah, and I'd also argue, and I guess this is this is now me giving a little sort of upfront promo, even flag-waving for uh, in a summit of media art archiving, which is that who's going to be responsible for this type of work? Is it going to be us who's responsible for this type of work? Or is it going to be some curator or museum at some point in the future and we don't know when? And, and, I, and I think I really wish to argue that I think we should be doing this like no one cares as much as we do, arguably. And it's in our uh, command, arguably, to do it uh, while we're still active. I completely agree. I 100% agree with that. And I think I'd go back to the suggestion you made five or ten minutes ago. We should basically tithe ourselves. We should say X percent of our annual income goes towards archiving ourselves in the broadest possible sense. Or or just to pass it on to the next generation in the most appropriate way. Yes. Because, I, I mean... And to pass it on now to other organisations. And again... Wikipedia is an easier way of reaching other organisations than chain letters or emails or forums on the web. I mean, all uh, of which we've tried. And and I I'm a long now uh, eight year advocate of using Internet Archive. That I think uh, if we think about where do we put our media and our documents in our current times, and even what should we have been doing over the past decade. <laughs> It would be to put things in a commons-oriented database and archive such, such as that one, which is non-profit, foundation-oriented and non-commercial, and, and accept that that's maybe one of the uh, safest bets for our future.
I agree. Let's stop there, Andrew. This has been really, really interesting. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Good luck at ICEA. Thank you. I will place, as I say, all the materials that we've been talking about, or as much of them as I can get my hands on, into the show notes for this. And uh, hopefully we'll come back to Andrew at some point in the future to talk about more about auto-archiving, not just for Pixlake, but as a self-defence and offensive action for small to medium-sized culturally-based organisations. Thank you. Thank you. Now that you've heard the podcast, please go to the website. There you'll find much more details about topics talked about, links to references, and much more. You can find the website at meow.net. That's M-I-A-A-W dot net. See you there.